Welcome to Come to the Cookout, where you are all invited to join us. There's a little something for everyone, whether you want to take a big bite out of what's cooking on the grill, or just a little parch and need some tea, or just want a little something sweet. Don't worry, we keep raisins out of our potato salad. And hopefully, you'll leave with a plate full, even if you ain't bring nothing. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Come to the Cookout. On this week's episode, I'm your host, Tzombin Cleave, but y'all can call me T. And I'm joined by Brooklyn. You ready? Because I'm ready. Let's go get it. What's on the grill? Well, what's on the grill this week? What we got? Okay, so this week, I would like to talk about another shooting. Okay. Because it seems like we can't get away from them. Because in America, we hunt black people for sport. There was a recent shooting of Jalen Walker. He was stopped. Uh, It was a traffic stop, allegedly. And he was unleashed upon with 90 rounds of ammunition, 60 of which struck him. That's just... That that just sounds unheard of. You said 90 rounds or 90 bullets were cast in his direction yes and if i'm not mistaken 60 of them hit him grazed his skin yes that's crazy as fuck there's no way there's no other way to put it just crazy insane and of course you know the media likes to paint the the african-american as Oh, he must have been doing something wrong. He must have had priors. He must have fit the description. As far as we are aware, he only had a traffic ticket. But that's enough yeah. in America. It is. That I mean, I have like I I I don't know how I missed this, but it didn't. It hit me like two or three days later after you know I, I was off of social media. I've been trying to avoid the news since, you know, the Supreme Court decisions. But this is, this is worse. I feel like it's just getting worse and worse. I think that's what's bothering me, right? It's like, we've had people, if you think about in New York, when when, um, Diablo was killed for his wallet, right? That was like seven shots. Now we're, you're saying 60 shots hit someone? Where is the accountability? Like, where, where is it? I just, I, I don't know what else can be done. Like I said, especially with the Supreme Court being the way that it is, where it's open carry season on motherfuckers, left and right, don't matter where you at, you have a right to carry a gun. Now. You have a right to carry a gun, and you have a right to lose your rights. I'm really at a loss. I mean, I'm, I'm going to take us off track just for a minute, because you know me. I'm the train conductor, and I like to take tracks. But I mean, I I, I think we this opens up the conversation of where does America go from here? I know we we did not meet last week because we were in our feelings on Roe versus Wade, and we've already chatted about it with all those stupid laws, the local laws. This I mean, it doesn't. Our views haven't changed. The one thing I would add here is. From the decision, what it sounds like to me is Clarence Thomas has been very clear about what's coming up next. And he has said that the board of 
a board versus uh, board of education uh, decision is something that they would like to take up as well as affirmative action. So when I think when I take that into a into account, we're going back to a place where minorities aren't seen as equals at all. And so when you say that this took place, I'm struggling with the solution. And I'm I've 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 racked my brain. I I we re- recently went to Essence Fest, Sazam and I. And Pinky said something that I think is very valuable. We should really start taking out life insurance policies on people in the black community. Because I think when we start doing that. That's Pinky from Slutty Vegan. Slutty Vegan, correct. Because I think when you start doing that and we start hitting the pockets of people, things start hopefully. And again, I, I say that, but I don't even know if it would change. Because I know I'll use California. California during the 70s when the Black Panthers started getting guns. Now there was like, wait a minute, let's think about what the what the law means for you have the right to bear arms. Well, the right is granted to white men. But that's what I'm saying. This country is founded on a constitution that didn't have women in mind. It didn't have it didn't have minority. Ex- so it's just mind. like I don't know we why we rip it up, rip it up. We were only counted as three fourths of a person, and that's only because they didn't want the slave owners to have a, a bulk of voting rights because they had the bodies correct that would outweigh the the north. I don't know, like this one, I think hurt just because I don't have like I'm, I'm struggling. Not that I've lost hope because I've always been a hopeful person and and positive person, but it, it takes. Have you though? I'm, I'm positive in certain things, but I'm also a realist. And so for me, it's just like, I feel like Christ can come and take me now. Like, whatever's after this life, just take me. Because at this aliens, I don't care who it is. Whoever it is, come get me now. Because at the rate that we're going, I don't know. We're going to have a civil war here in America. Well, it's to the point where now other countries are like, what is going on with America? Because they're supposed to be a democracy. They're supposed to be the land of the free. And they are actively murdering their own citizens. They are actively working against human rights. They are actively destroying the foundation that they um, built. Like when other countries are bringing us on charges with the UN because of the human rights violations that are happening here, because you know African Americans account for twenty two percent of the murders by police every year. The world sees that we are not. The, the world sees past the Instagram filter that we have put on. I think you hit the nail on the head. We have tried for so long to be the the beacon, the shining light of what a great country looks like. And it's funny because I was thinking about this yesterday or over the 4th of July weekend because Disney was running the Hamilton, uh, like, you know, come see it, make it your tradition or whatever. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen Hamilton in a minute. And, you know, I, li- I live for the, that soundtrack. And I was thinking... I believe uh, the king in that show said, you're young, you'll be back. And it's funny because I'm like, now we're hitting that precipice of where, okay, we've been around for a minute now. Does our democracy and the things that we fought for, not us, but the people before us fought for in 1776 to get away from England, do those things really matter? They matter, but they don't. They are not equally distributed to the population. Because authoritativism is parallel to a monarch. The only difference well, is not family. 
one of the re- reasons that we separated from the, the monarchy is because they wanted a ch- separation of church and state. They didn't want to be in, they didn't want the uh, imposition of Catholicism to be imposed on them. And yet now all of these laws are being written or revised due to a imposed morality of Christian ideals when everyone in this country isn't a Christian. And that is okay. Like everyone should be able to believe and follow their own faith or no faith because there is a separation of church and state. Well, there was. I, I'm not being on politics and government right now is, is a, a hot topic. Um, but, you know, we just came out of Pride Month. Um, I have, I've said it before on this podcast, I am an out gay man, out gay black man because intersectionality, you know. Um, but I, I've seen recently an, an influx of like these moral Christians that keep equating like homosexuality with pedophilia. Mm. And I don't understand that at all because I know for myself, I don't, I don't like kids. I, I, I want a man. Um, but it got me thinking that if that was the case, if gay equal pedophile, homosexuality would be more accepted. Uh, that's a weird thought. Why do you say that? Well, I say that because the, you hear about the uh, pedophiles in the Catholic Church, priests, and, mm. and just think about the, the Black community, right? So if you were to come home and express that you had an inkling for that situation, or someone discovered that you did something with a, with a child, um, they would not disown you. They wouldn't talk about it. They would hide it. They would um, cover it up. But they wouldn't disown you. But if you come out as homosexual in the black community, you're disowned. You're thrown out of your house. Like I came out and I wasn't I wasn't disowned. I did wasn't thrown out of my house, but I didn't talk to father for three years when I came out. And you were already grown. And I was already grown. But you also thinking since where you you know your upbringing, you knew not to bring it up earlier and act on those feelings right. until you were able to live on your yeah, own and be by I, I knew that I needed to be able to support myself. Just, in, just case. in case, right? I mean, that's an actual. That's so weird that you say that because I'm thinking like, I think about so many people in, in especially in our community, where they're secret babies and like your aunt is really your sister, or like just weird things that have happened. Like, ah, oh, that that that's a that's a scary conclusion. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck. Because look at how they accepted R. Kelly for so long. Still, he's and he he is sentenced for 30 years in prison. But I bet people are still bumping his his bumping grinds. Age ain't nothing but a number, right? And that just that has a whole new connotation with what everything that's come out. Like I can't even I can't even listen to that at this point. So then, what would you say? If let me be a the right wing conspirator person. What would you say, though, when you see people like the cheer star from Netflix who just got sentenced for 12 years for talking to minors? You know, obviously it was he's you know 19 and they were maybe 15 or whatever. But like that's a common trope within the gay community. 
a younger man and an older man together. That's a, a common thing that you see. So wouldn't it be a uh, adjacent, most people would think, again, right wing here, hey, I see it happening all the time, Kevin Spacey. I mean, I feel like that that rumors are in every community. True. Um, because, you know, I came out when I was 21 and I had my, my first experience. He was 30. Um, but you were grown. That's twenty. Grown. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, just, it just, it doesn't feel right. Like I don't, when people are like, oh, you're going to be cute when you're 18. No, yeah, no, that's, that? no, that's not, that's not a thing. Like stop. Um, or you're going to be a heartbreaker. Why, why are you, why, why is there this push to sexualize, sexualize children in general, in the media, in yeah. social media, just let kids be kids and let them hold on to their innocence yeah. for as long as possible. It, the world already takes, I, I think it's different. It's, it's why I have such a hard thing when it comes to kids. The problem is though, the way the world is today. I think it's so hard for kids to be able to be just a kid. I know it sounds cliche and I'm the old person saying, get off my lawn, but kids don't go outside and play no more. Like even me growing up in New York, we would hit the goddamn up kids. (laughs) We would go and like hit the fire, fire extinguisher and let the water flow. And that was a good day. Could you imagine today a child going outside and thinking that's fun? Like, if it's if there's no Wi-Fi, if they don't have a phone, they have an ad. Like, there's so many. Like, even when I go to the grocery store at Walmart, Target, whatever, I see two year old, three year olds with their mama's phones just to keep them occupied. Like, there's no Barbies and Kins and GI Joes as there was. I know it's, in my day, it's sad because I, um, before I moved from New Jersey, uh, the God Kids came over and. The younger, or my godson, just he loves to read, and just it, the whole time he was there, he was just like, "Read me this," because he's only six, so he's, he can't. He he's very smart and he can sound things out, but he's not there yet. Um, but he can pick up anything. So if you have any secrets on your phones, don't show him the phone because he he's also a tattletale. He tells everything. Um, shout out to Elias. Shout out to Elias. He would tell all your business. He does. Um, Bless but him. he loves to read. So like he will just pick up whatever book is there and he'll, and he'll sound out the words or he'll want you to read to him. And it's few and far between that. I can even remember like being on the train and seeing like kids just reading a book. Yeah. But I think that also, because that's also how his mother raises him. Right. He's six. He doesn't have a phone. Whereas I know kids in kindergarten and first and second grade who have phones. It's just a different time frame, Right. So it's like, I don't know. I just think I, I do agree, agree that there needs to be a separation of those outliers in each community, whether it's black, whether it's gay, whether it's uh, queer, whatever it is, because just because one person does it doesn't mean that the entire community does that. True. And yeah, speaking of uh, Elias and also shout out to Alana. Don't want to forget. Yes, girl. my baby girl. Um, well, she's not a baby anymore, but she's my baby girl. But just every time that I, I see them and I, it reminds me they have two older siblings, right? Mm. 17, well, 18 and mm. 19. I was now. like, get your life together. Oh uh-huh. my God. Um, but like, we met their mom, Tanika, in college. And we've been friends 
since college, and now her kids are in college. Yes, but you old. That's I right. Mean, you old. old. I'm still young. I'm, you I'm still dro- I'm still dropping it like a like it's hot, yeah. I am placing it like it's warm. <laughs> um, but it just just friends and just friends in general and just it <laughs> it brings me back. But speaking of friends, I don't know if you watched the show. It was a popular show in the '90s, I believe. Uh, I wasn't sure. Um, called Friends. You know. You know, it's, I can I can I can uh, I can come to the altar. And confess, I have never seen an episode of Friends. As a black man from New York, of the city, of the gumbo, of the pot, when I look at that, when I look at I was like, that show is not for me, which is weird. It's you know, just not for me. It's not for you, but you know what is for you. What is for me? Was the show that it was based off of. Let me guess. Uh, it was a show called Living Single. Oh, yes. I know Khadijah. Oh, yes. I know Khadijah. Um, Queen Latifah, Kim Fields, Erica Audigan. Alexander, Kim Cole had the show on UPN at the time. You uh, you put a Negro. That's that was how I used to call it. Yeah, because all the black shows was there. That little frog would come out because that was when UPN merged with WB and the little frog would tap it. And I said, y'all think y'all slick? But we're gonna, we're gonna say that for another day. Racist. racist. It was racist, but I'll let it fly for now. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, it had, they, they, had a, they had a show, show, and you know the NBC was like, you know what, this is. A great concept. Um, but instead of bringing the black folks over to here, we're just going to take that concept and throw white people at it. So, you know, for the run of Friends, it was very successful amongst, you know. They were making a million dollar episode at yeah, the end. At yeah. the end, they were. It was very, very successful. Um, and at some point, there was like a push because there was some backlash because um, it's based in New York. Which that's is, what. That's where I. It's the same issue I had with Sex in the City, but at least with Sex in the City, you saw people in the background. I have seen friends on television shows all the time, like in the background at people's house, uh, but I never saw any people of color. Like even taking the train, like there's no Latin person, there's no black, per- there's no Jamaican selling a, a beef patty. That's what you're like. At in least New York in in Manhattan. Girl, bye, girl, bye. Can't do um, it. So recently, the creator. Um, apologize for the lack of diversity and for stealing. No. no oh, he didn't no. apologize for they, that. They oh, apologized for the lack of diversity mm. because it was. I don't think it was until like the last season that we got the black friend, which was Aisha Tyler, because she was the love interest of Ross Geller. Um, I'm sorry. For me, that's 20 years too late. I don't give a fuck about your diversity now in a woke area. You should have been there back then. You had successful shows at the time. Even before, uh, or including Living Single, you had the Cosby Show, you had Fresh Prince, so you had things that you could utilize to your to your viewership and your makeup to be like, oh, maybe I should have some diverse characters. But you didn't do that. You didn't take the time to do that. So therefore, that's why you never got my viewership. You never got my viewing dollars because I don't care. Like I don't care. Your apology, sorry to say, sucks. They also had a very in hindsight, they had a problematic representation of the trans community because Chandler's father was a transsexual. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it was played by uh, Kathleen Turner, um, <laughs> and and it was she was it, it was played very campy, like oh you know this is this is father she dresses like a woman. Um, and so since now she's apologized for like that representation of 
that demographic of the queer community. Um, but again, like, talk to a trans person. Talk to the gay community. Like, don't make it just make us the butt of the joke. But this is the problem I have with Hollywood as a whole. And I, it, well, I take it back, not Hollywood, with companies as a whole. There's never a person of color in the room. This is why you have people putting eights on t-shirts for H&M, thinking that that's going to sell. This is why you have studios doing a caricature of what they think black, gay, uh, Hispanic, Asian is, right? It wasn't until Black Panther that like, oh, wait, Black Panther can, or a movies with an all-black cast can make billions of dollars. Win Oscars. Win Oscars. And then right after that, they followed up like, hey, let's try it with the Asians. And then they had Crazy Rich Asians. What? Like, we have been we have been supporting our black businesses and black movies. Have you not heard of Love and Basketball? Have you not heard of the bro- Brothers? Have you not heard of The Wood? Have you not heard of uh, Minnesota Society? I can go down all of the black movies that are, that are key to our development and to our culture, but it never would cross over because no one wanted put, to put the money into it until you had someone like Disney and Marvel where it's like, hey, we need a black superhero. We might as well do this Black Panther thing. And it was, how, how, Black Panther should have been done a long time ago. Yeah. But again, it's like, oh, now we'll try to figure it out and, and kind of hurry up and, and figure it out. Think about what we could have done with Black Panther five years ago, seven, excuse me, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, right? If he was one of the first people kind of introduced. But no, no Hollywood wasn't ready for that. Now that Hollywood's awoke. They needed to give you five white men and a white girl. Girl behind. And, we, and, and even the white girl, not to, and I, you know how I feel about, you know how I feel about Miss Black Widow when it comes to Scarlett Johanna, because you know I can't say, I can't say, and I know her name's not Johanna, but that's what I'm going to call her, okay? But with her even, she didn't get her movie until after. She did. Not to, uh, spoiler alert for those who ain't seen all of the 22 movies yet, and you may be behind on the Avengers. She didn't even get her backstory until, but, and she's the main woman of that group. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I, I for it's nice of you to come with an apology now, but it's it's a little too late, in my opinion, number one. And number two, it's just bullshit. It's like you're doing like what is the purpose of this? Are you gonna reboot Friends soon and that's why you wanna get ahead of it? I mean, probably, because they're rebooting everything. There's no original thoughts going on right now. <sighs> but that's enough talking about that, because I'm just annoyed. Um and I know I had said that I didn't want to like I don't really talk about politics mm-hmm. but there is one thing that I want to touch on um is because like I said earlier I'm old but that's right Gen Z is stepping up because they are tired these young kids are tired of uh, seeing all these old white people making uh choices that are gonna affect them in the long run and there's a push for um Gen Z is running for Congress now. There are, yes. there are plenty of them. For example, Maxwell Alejandro Frost is a 25-year-old from Florida. and He's running for the 10th Congressional District um, for Congress. He's 25 years old. I have to ask a question, though, because you started with the word, you know, you started with the state that I always have questions about. Uh-huh. You said Florida. Yes. Now, is he running as a Republican or a Democrat? Democrat. Oh, okay. Then I just had to double check because Florida gets me scared. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, also... Um, Another, I'm actually not sure if this is the right state, but um, Ray Reed is another 25-year-old. Okay, 25. Um, in St. Louis. Missouri. Okay, Missouri. that's a red one. Yes, it is. He's running for the 2nd Congressional District. Come on, 2nd Congressional. Um, also Democrat. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Um, because there's this push to get new ideas in. Because did you know that the average age in the House of Representatives as a whole is 58? The average age on the Democrat side is 71. Excuse me? Yes. And I would like I know Nancy's 80 some, but who else is up there? Jesus so, Christ, 80. In the House of Representatives. Damn. There are 224 Democrats. Yes, I, yes, because yes. Of those members, 55 of them are 70 or older. Oh no, y'all got to go. AOC is the youngest at 31. Yeah, and she and that, that's what I'm saying. And she's 31 now. I think when she, she was came in, she was 20. Yeah, she was 27. So and everybody and she brought in the the, the whole squad, which is why everybody yeah. the, the right. So spot. there's 48 Democrats That's in the Senate. Great, great. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17 of those members are 70 or older, with the youngest being John Ossoff uh, of Georgia. Who just, yep, who just got in. But there's so many that are like 80 plus years old. I mean, that's a tough one for me, T. I, I agree. I think I'm, I'm hate. I've been thinking about running, but again, I'm, you know, up there in eight. So Lord forbid I get out there and try to add to the the elderly. Right. But I will say this. At least in that 70. I will say this. I think I am so excited for what Gen Z is going to bring because I think they have seen what doesn't work. Number one, they also have to deal with this planet and in uh, not only globalization as as markets are all we all are one earth. There's no U.S. versus China. Half of our shit comes from China, people, in case you don't know. Take a gander, right? And B, also climate change in itself, because I do think, not like the Supreme Court, I don't know if anybody saw, they they gutted the Clean Air Act. So good luck, guys. EPA uh, ratings and shit are going to go away uh, to an extent. So, um, which kind of leads me to what I wanted to bring up today, which is, you know, the Supreme Court. Uh, we're not, like I said, we're not going to discuss Rowan Wade because... I don't want to get angry, but I'm still going to get angry because I'm going to talk about how last week they, you know, the session has ended, right? And we're not going to talk about what they want to bring up. I actually want to talk about what they they decided on Monday and that um, I, again, we'll get to it in a second. But let me tell you what they did first. So just in case you're not aware, people in state prison no longer have the constitutional right to present new evidence in a federal trial. Uh, to support claims they weren't adequately represented at trial. So in in essence, Tazam, what they're asking or what they're let what the Supreme Court is letting us know is that a speedy trial is going to be better, no matter if you're innocent or not. You're not going to be able to present evidence later on that, hey, my let's say public defender that has 70 cases on his document that just scanned my file right before we came to the bench. Yeah. And like, or like it, it, it takes away the final safeguard for prosecution and judicial error. If there was misconduct is like, like maybe they are trying to rail. There's nothing. So I am at a loss when you were like, I, when you talk about like, you when you started today talking about the, the shooting, that's why I'm saying like I am at a loss, and it kind of d- dives right into your your talk about the Gen Z running. It's great that we're gonna get new blood in there. The problem that I have personally, there's uphill battle. There's no new blood that we can put into the federal courts because think about it. What's the average age by the time you finish law school? Let's just 
say you went straight out, let's say 30, 30, right? That sounds about right. Then you have to have a, well, <laughs> depending on your background, <laughs> let's start there. You have to have some experience because Coney Barrett, we, we, whatever her name, she ain't got none, but we go, fuck that half of now. Let's just say you're a minority or not a, a conservative. You have to have, let's say, maybe another five to 10 uh, uh, years of experience to get on the bench, on a regular bench. Then another five years. So we're at 40, 35, 40, and then add another five years so you can get on a circuit court. So you're already at 40, 45. Just so hopefully you can be one of the, again, all of the circuit courts we have across the nation to hopefully be put on the bench of the Supreme Court, mind you. And let me remind everyone, the Supreme Court has no term limits. The Supreme Court is a life appointment until you, you, in your mind, feel like, okay, I'm going to step down because of either health or I would like to retire. And what's also frustrating is the Supreme Court has lasting decisions that will be, well, in the past, they would last forever. Again, in the past. They're coming back and overturning. So So now it's like, and now nothing can overturn that, right? So like this decision to me, it pisses me off because again, 80% of the the prison population are are people of color. Which is... How do we make up the bulk of the prison population? It's dropping the head ha- of the majority. Well, what, what, what I think frustrates me even, the, what brought this case up, in case for those of you who don't know, it was a 63, uh, 63 ruling. There was a, um, it was Barry Jones and David Ramirez. They were two men that were sentenced to death in Arizona. And they petitioned, obviously, to present new evidence because their lawyers didn't conduct a pretrial investigation. Now, I would assume all of us would want, if we go to if we're put on trial for something, would want someone on our our side, even if you are guilty or innocent, to do some investigation for you, to bring some facts to the table. That's what the lawyer is for. That wasn't done. And we think that that's okay. Like, I pray to goodness, or whoever's above, right, or below, whoever, that we can find some evidence that proves their innocence. Because... I feel like Miranda's coming up next. I believe Clarence said something about Miranda. I mean, they don't, they barely read Miranda, Miranda Nights anyway, so they might as well just go away. I, I can't. I can't. So, I, I don't know. I just... Because most people don't even know their rights. It's the problem. Yeah. And so that, that's how they circumvent everything. Like, if you are stopped by the police, you don't have to talk to them unless you're being detained. If you ask them, am I being detained? And they say no, then you can walk away. And if they say yes, then you ask them, what am I being charged with? And if they don't have anything, then they can't detain you. It's just, like I said, I just feel... But most people don't know that. We're getting closer and closer to a civil war of some sort, right? Like, we, we know Texas and California have both talked about, like, succeeding from the union which I think is just hilarious, right? Because we're all connected. And could you imagine needing a passport to go to LA and Hollywood? I've seen multiple videos about people that are talking about the Texas just to see it from the union. And they completely forget that everything in Texas is federal, yeah. federally funded. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't collect tax. There's no state tax. So you can't even fund the things that you would want to if you did succeed without having taxes. Yeah. People are talking about like the, the 
the National Guard that is located there. I'm like, yes, but the federal. National Guard is federal. Yeah. So your defense would immediately leave. Yeah, at least your, with California, we tax so high that we pay for everything. isn't even operational. Yep, let it rain too much or get a little too cold. No lights, no heat. I keep crying. No tears, just tea. Oh, yes. What you got for me? Um, so I recently uh-huh. um, got into a, a show that I watched before. It's a throwback. and Throwback Thursday. Go ahead. am once again obsessed with the show. Yes. Um, it has been rebooted. I'm not really into the reboot. But, I but you need to be. You need to be. That's what I hear. That's what you keep saying. Yes. Why watch the reboot when I can go back and watch the original? Um, Gossip Girl from yeah. 2007. Oh, good. And I am obsessed again with this show. Uh, it's uh, it's so well written. It is so well written. And it shows New York. There and you uh, there's a black girl in the first scene? Black girl, Asian girl. Uh, really? There are is in a, in New York. People of color in, in high society. Uh, so these are rich people. Interesting. Like, did you know that there were rich people of color in a, in New York? No. Um, but the yes. drama is is on point. The the dialogue. <laughs> is, um, my girl Serena Vanderwoodson just shows up in the city. For those who don't know, <laughs> from being missing for a year, a, a year because she was allegedly in boarding school. And Allegedly, as soon as she shows up, every she is the the center of not life. even before she show up. She, do we see Serena and 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 uh, Gans off a train? Like everybody tweeting about. Like I cannot. First of all, the phones that they were using back then. Now I had a sidekick, so the sidekick I do understand. But some of them other phones back then. You have a razor flip phone. Chair, I, chair, I, that is one I never did. I hated that phone. But, I mean, I will say the the lo fi graphics are a lot. I bet much. But it just shows, like, that's why I think you need to watch the reboot. So I'm going to petition everyone to please. The reboot is just as good as the the original. Mind you, the first four episodes were slow. I don't know why, because they split the first season into two, like, into two, two. For, like, they think they Shonda Rhimes or something. They went on a winter break and then came back, like, six, eight weeks later. And I was like, okay, this is weird. But the first, like, four to six episodes were a little slow. Because they were trying to find their groove. But when I say they came back, bitch, hitting, they came back hitting. And I was like, all right. I'll and what pissed me off is they, what frustrated me about that show is it's just like it was back in 2007. I had to wait a week, bitch. So I couldn't binge it. So I was like sitting with my thoughts and sitting with the action that just happened and really trying to come to terms with what just happened. Well, I'm going to have to give it a chance because. I'm going to take your word for it, but, but with the 2007, it ca- caught me with episode one. Yes. Um, this the reboot. I think the reboot is tough because you're also comparing it to something you've already seen. If you go into it with, because I think what I think what was hard for me to get get with is like Blair and, and Blair and Serena were frenemies. frenemies that were like good at throwing shade. But like even like when we throw shade, we throw shade, but it's out of love. But sometimes their love, their love was also hate, but like we don't get there. But like their shade was so great in so high society that you just was like, ooh, like ooh, oodles and noodles, but just good for the soul, right? I think with the new, it was trying to be, it was trying to be more heartfelt because it's about two sisters that were separated at birth. So Dan in in, in two thousand seven would be the the poor sister, 
and then obviously you have the 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 same sister being Blair slash uh, Serena in the new one. So I also after watching the first the original all the way through, and I'm not going to give anything away in case you haven't seen it, but I do appreciate that there is a nod to who Gossip Girl is in the first episode that make that. All around, because when you start thinking about it, because I, so I'll say this, watching, I know you didn't watch last night's episode because you went to bed, but I'm going to have you rewatch it because you need to watch it because there's new characters introduced to remind you about. And what I love about it is certain people that were from Brooklyn, so I'm looking at the Humphreys in general, whether it be the daddy, whether it be the daughter, whether it be the son, they continue to find their way in all of these areas. By hook or crook. And I mean hook or crook. Like yesterday I was watching an episode and someone was like drunk coming, stumbling out of a party. I didn't have an invitation. Both both brother and sister were not invited to this party. And somehow both of them got, to, got in. Well, Jenny Humphreys. Jenny got in through the back door. The other one went through the front door. But they both got in. Jenny Humphreys is going to make a way out of no way. I love her. I live for her. I don't have a couture dress. I'm going to make one. I'm going to make one. But see, that's that's je ne sais quoi that I'd be looking for. The drive. Because that's the thing is like, I come from humble beginnings and there were times when I didn't have shit. But let me tell you what, I used to go to Dollar Tree, make that shit work. I put a patch on it. You'd be like, oh, that's tight. Where you get that from? Look, I, I, I made it. It may not be, it may be some off the rack shit, but I'm going to make it my own. And I think that's what you have to do is like, be what you want to be in a room. Like, don't worry about what others what others have because, again, I may not have that money that's to get it. Where people get that's what people mess up is that if you walk into a room like you belong there, hell yeah. Hey, no, I wish somebody would say I don't. I'm just like, bitch, this may be pushy and I it may not be your gushy, but guess what? It's just as fly, bitch. <laughs> Thank you, hello. But yes, I have to say, please, please go rewatch it. We we've been talking about uh, that will be something we may discuss on our Patreon soon. So you know, just keep a lookout. Uh, so we you touched on this a minute ago, um, but we were mm. away last week, and we were away because we were at Essence Fest 2022. Uh, it was the first live event in two years since yep. the, since the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and I will say that. Although it wasn't quite where it was before, Girl. I did still get my whole life together because I needed the rejuvenation of being around beautiful black people and being and embracing the love of the culture and just being around like empowerment and good music. Mm. And you, I, I believe we mentioned this on the on the podcast before, but um, we got to see. A certain performer. I know it was my first time seeing her. No, I've seen her. I've seen her like one time before, um, when she first came out. Ooh, yeah. Um, but now a Grammy winner. Yes, finally. Um, we got to see Jasmine Sullivan perform live, and I, she, I don't even know how to explain the feelings that I feel when I'm hearing the voice of an angel just giving me everything mm-hmm. in every song. Mm-hmm. Even the songs that I didn't know all the words mm. to. Just the feeling of just like her, her voice washing over me. <sighs> I, I'm, I'm, are, you, are you talking about Dolly Parton? 
No. You talking about Britney Spears? No. Who you talking about? Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine. Jasmine the Sullivan. Mm. I mean, well, if you don't know me, let me tell you right now. I sit here and live for Jasmine. I have been telling Tazan for three years now because I feel like this, that's how old the album is. It's really only been two. But I've been telling him since last year when it came out. I was like, you need to listen to this album. He's like, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. Then he was like, I've heard two songs. And I was like, sir, I need you to finish. Like, listen all the way through, please. It's like, it gets skits in there so you can like follow along with the story. It gave a vibe. It was like, get you a, a glass of wine. I mean, it is a it is a whole vibe because like you put it on and, and it, it will give you everything that you need from it. Yes. And I think what I live what I live for from her is there's certain artists that I gravitate to because when they sing, they sang. And when I and again for those of you who can't hear it, there's an S A N G, like an and and G, right? Like in her and Jill Scott are two for me. You can watch, you can Google her right now on YouTube and th- just say any song you want. Three and the three videos that pop up are each going to be different. And that's for me what I enjoy because that lets me know you are going to take it where you are feeling it that day. And for me, that's what really is about for me for performances, right? And it's like, okay, you really, you really do this shit. This is not, you know, I'm just trying to parlay this into a chip deal or alcohol deal or whatever. Like you care about the craftsmanship and the musicality that you're putting out. So here's the thing about me is like when she first came out, she had a song called um, In Love With Another Man. And love that song, heard the radio edit and at the end of the song, she has this high note at the end. And I for forever could never find, she never hit that note live. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's a fraud, whatever. Uh, no, he didn't. You see him calling people out, Chad. Like, she's a fraud. I, that's all auto tune, blah, blah, blah. No, but then didn't. when I saw this particular performance, she was just like throwing them high notes randomly, just like in the middle of like. She can do it. Like, don't, don't sleep on her. I mean, I did, I I had to learn. You had to call her a fraud. I, I had to learn. Yes, um, you gonna learn today. But yo, I am a I am a Jasmine stand at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, like I, that's it's something about like she gives me goosebumps. There's certain, like I said, there's only a, like a handful of gals today that can do that for me, and she just I can feel when she's pain, I can feel it. When she's happy, I can feel it. Even though, like, I hate the, that one song. I mean, it was a, one of her hits, but now I'm like, I'm so over it. Yeah, I need you back. That one. Yeah, I need you back. Like, that one, because I'm like, they played that one out back in the day. Like, when that one comes out, I'll be rolling my eyes. I'm like, I don't need you to sing that one. You can skip, like, skip. <laughs> can you skip to the new one, right? But it's same with, like, Bust My One. Like, all, some of those songs, they're not, as, they, they still hit, but they don't hit me because I'm not in that place no more. There was a time and place. Where I was ready to bust the window out of your car and be like uh, Carrie Underwood too, and write my name on the side of it, all that shit, <laughs> right? But now I'm saved and sanctified now, so now I don't do those kinds of things. But I, I can get Gugetto real quick. Don't bring it back out, right? So I think that's where it's like for me. It's like I, I'm, I'm a girl. Get to the new because hotels to me is where I am in my uh, adulthood, where it's like you look back because now there's you know there's more more days behind me now and i'm like oh shit and like now it's like we're reminiscing we're reminiscing about those days when we were crazy and wild and free and now we got bills so we can't be as crazy and wild and free as we used to be right we can't be crazy now right um 
And the way that she sings about some of those things, like you go make a hoe out of me because a man made you mad and you just try to find that connection and that feeling and get that old thing back. Like I have been in those situations where someone has broken my heart and I'm like, I am just out there catching bodies. Like she said, my mama would not be happy with the bodies that are on there, but I'm gonna keep looking for some because I need that, that I mean, fulfillment, you know, what did, uh, what did uh, that whole thing? Oh, what did Kim say? Kim Whitley. She was like, her daddy used to tell her that nothing was open after 11, but legs. And then Cheryl Underwood said, and some of y'all was open 24 hours a day. And, and but see, but that's what. I, but she had even a song about that. How she wanted to be, she wanted to to move to Atlanta and find herself someone who's going to take care of her. I know people like that. I know Shirley's like that. I know Gina's like that. Like I can identify with those people in my life that I can be like, that's her song right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's weird because I feel like an old person saying this, but it's grown folk music. No, I can understand. You know, that. it's and so like, weird. She, like she gave me everything that I yeah. needed, but I will say that there was someone else there. Who? Um, oh, Summer Walker! You better come on with Summer Walker. No, yes. No. Oh, she didn't do it for you. No, she's pretty and she sounded. She her she. I. Who were we talking? To? We who were we talking to when they were talking about? I, I think it was just like someone at the venue. They were saying, "Yeah, she sounds great. She's beautiful." But now, I think you were mentioning. People, She's introverted, yeah. Yeah, you can make music at home and be a star, but not want to be a performer. Correct, and that's, and that's which, her. That's yeah. her. Like, so yes, she sounded great. She looked amazing, but like, she didn't want to be there. Yeah. She, however, especially for all those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, somebody did want to be there. Somebody did want. I think I cried through half of her performance. You were oh lord, so you couldn't even see the performance with tears in the eye. I, I can die happy now okay. because I got to see Patti LaBelle perform. Mm. Well, she kicked her shoes off? She kicked her shoes off. Patti LaBelle kicked her shoes off and crip walked mm, mm, mm. on stage at 78 years old and hit note for note every note that she every note that she needed and some notes she didn't even need to hit. She just, I just want to throw it in here just throw it out because I feel it. I can hit this one. Here's, here's another one. Here's this one. Here's this high note. Here's this low note. She gave me everything that I didn't know that I needed. Well, you know, Patty Patty did the same for me, but in a, in a different area. I mean, I think um, she's done patty pies, and now she's doing patty pancakes. So for those who don't know, I had an opportunity to, to taste test, and you can go to your local grocery and get you a patty pancake filled with hazelnut, with hazelnut which was delicious. She even got her own syrup. And the way that I ate that hazelnut pancake is probably how you felt. I was in heaven. Because it really took me to a place that her notes do when she sings to me. Now, I have seen her. This is probably my third time seeing her. And so for me, I, I knew what she was going to give. That's why I was on my feet. People were like, you don't know that song. And I was like, oh, you don't? I must have rehearsed. My, I'm singing it. I'm singing it. And they're like, oh, you know all her deep cuts. Yeah, I know all her deep cuts. Because she sang uh, The Right Kind of Lover for Me. I knew that one. That was that one used to play after Oprah. So I knew I knew all of her songs. You're not going to tell me I don't know her song. Okay, child, please. Um, and so for me, it's like, that's what I'm praying and hoping my current Queens are like when they're in their eighties, right? Like I expect to be on tour. I expect to go to a tour of Beyonce at 80 and that half is doing just like, um, Tina did still performing in stadiums, still giving you a show at that, at that age. If she still is in music. Let me tell you something. So after summer, summer. 
then jazz. Don't you disrespect Summer. Summer Walker. Summer. Then Jasmine. Then Jasmine. Then Miss Patty. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the headliner come out, and Miss Janet Jackson took the stage. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. And she performed for an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and still had hits left. Just hit after hit after hit, and full on like she wasn't she wasn't like giving you a two step. Oh no, 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 no. And Janet is, I believe. She's 52, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, She up there. But she was given everything. And can I say sexy? Can she, her first pose, she came out and with her, her little, her dances on stage or whatever. And she comes out and she pops her hip. And I was like, oh, she about to, she about to go in. Excuse me. She's 56 years old. She about to go the fuck in. Mm -hmm. And she gave every ounce of Jackson to you on that stage. But she know, but excuse me. I think Janet is very similar to me to Rihanna, where, and I'm not trying to compare them because I know Janet came first. But what I'm trying to say is, they gonna give you a moment, and you have to keep in mind when they come out how long their discography is, because you have to think about the different eras, like eras, because you have uh, control which was like, just her breaking out, like, I am taking control of my life, right? Then you have Rhythm Nation, right? Where she is, again, militarized, like, all of that, like, very, that whole imagery, right? Then you have the, the one with the, the Janet with the, her, her breasts out with her hands over her breasts, right? That was her feminine. But then she said, I'm going to give you feminine, but now I'm going to give you a little X-rated, and I'm going to give you um, Velvet Rope, right? And that's when she was saying, you know, putting bitches in... Uh, lap dances and all kind of bullshit, right? Then she's all for you having a nice party time. Like she has every genre kind of clicked and checkboxed off on her list. So when you come for a show, like you could have went to a Janet show by herself right. and been there for two hours. And we got that plus all the other ha- other half as you already mentioned. Mm-hmm. So Janet, I mean, she's another one that I've seen multiple. Because I, I, when it comes to Legends, if you're in my area, I'm going to see you. Right, because I know I missed out on seeing Prince and Michael Jackson, and I know for me, I will never let that happen again. If I like Anita, 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 I need you to get out of retirement. I know you retired right before you were supposed to come to Oakland. No, 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 I need you to go somewhere. I don't somewhere within my just a lounge. Just so I'll sit there, girl, drink a coke and with a vanilla splash, and call it a day. I need to see certain people because I know I've seen Babyface. I've seen the Isley Brothers. I know what good music is. So when people come to me and tell me this mumble rumble bullshit is supposed to be give me the same feels, no boo boo. It's not. Because I'm going to tell you, I can put on Isley Brothers. Not even that. Okay. Because also I've seen the legends of rap. Because like this, this mumble rap that's happening right now. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't give me, that doesn't no. do anything for me. So if, you, if you're going to tell me that I'm a, we're going to go see Jay Z. Yes. Nas. Okay. Common. Yes. Absolutely. What about what about the, the queen herself? Lil' Kim. Do her little robot. I mean, if you give me two thousands, <laughs> Lil' Kim. Oh, you you want dark chocolate, yes. Lil' Kim. You don't want the, the beige Lil' Kim. Give me big mama Lil' Kim. Okay. Ooh, I don't know if she exists. I'm so sorry. Cause um I, the robot is it, not It's not it. for you. Not. Mm. Yeah. I, at least Mary will give you her two step, but she's gonna give you a, a a, a discography and a show with that two step. And speaking of Mary, she has a concert coming on the twenty seventh on Apple TV or Apple Music that I will be tuning in for. It's a live show. I cannot wait because she 
is another one I've seen a few times, but that bitch always get always. And she's another one. She'll give you looks, right? And give you different, different. I mean, those looks are always going to include. Have a boot. A thigh high. thigh high boot. You leave Every her thigh. They, they are for support. Regardless if it is a short, a pant, a skirt. Listen here. Have a thigh high boot Listen here. You better leave her alone. You better stop talking about Mary J, the queen. Um, I think for me, you know, I, I agree with everything T said. What I will say is as far as like what, um, I wanted to bring up this week was a little bit of pop culture, but on the negative side. And um, it also happened at Essence Fest. It happened on night one of Essence Fest. What was that? There was this... Um, I, let me actually start and give a little a, a, a biography of me. I am a stand-up in a lot of different camps. So when the girls start fighting each other, I stand like Switzerland. I'm neutral, bitch. I'm over here to the side. So on on Friday night was the first night of the of the the music part of it. Yes, yes. And so you know I, we were looking at the lineup, and it was it was a lot of boom, 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 look, and I said, you know what? <laughs> I don't need to be where Chief Keith and all the smoke is gonna be. I'm gonna stay my black ass at home in the in the hotel, but. The good news is this was the first year back since COVID. So, you know, people working on deals, trying to make more money. And Essence said, you know what, bitches? What we going to do for y'all, for y'all broke bitches who can't fly out over here first class like we did. What we going to do for y'all is we going to put it online for you on this app called the Hulus, right? Now, everybody got the Hulus. So I'm sitting. The only thing that I didn't like about that is that why am I paying $100 for a ticket if you're considered a homeless here for free? I mean, well, they're doing that a lot now. I think for me personally, though, it's a different for me. I will always choose live music over a stream. Number one. Number two, um, I did watch the stream on on the Sunday night and they were splitting things like between sets. How when we were live, we were sitting in the audience. They were putting things that happened throughout the day in there. So I could for me, I could see where. But also for me, I'd rather be there in person. Like, that's just me. Um, so again, they, they had, you know, they even brought out Nas, speaking of legends. Wait, so does that justify your $58 uh, service fees? <laughs> I still want to, I still tea. For those of you who don't know, we bought tickets and there was a 58, depending on, depending on the section, because one of them was 90 something dollar service fee, but there was an additional service fee on every single ticket. And I was very confused. Like I'm used to paying $12 or $15, $20, whatever for Ticketmaster's cut, whatever. For the for the purchase of the itself. ticket, yeah. Not like each individual ticket. Yeah. No, no, no. This was individual. Each individual ticket had a fifty fifty six dollar or fifty four dollar. And then if if I went because I was like, oh, maybe I'll do these ones, and it was ninety something. I said, you know what? I can't do that. I can't justify that. That's another three hundred dollars. That's another three hundred dollars. I was like, I can't do That's it. That's a so, whole other ticket. That's a half of your flight home. You see, I can't do it. So. But back to the Hulu thing, right? So Hulu, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, we gonna we gonna see this this queen come through. And let me tell you what frustrated me. Hulu, you know you did wrong. Your ass is wrong. Y'all should be buried under the under the ground. The barbs don't play when it comes to Nicki Minaj. Y'all had the nerve to, to license her, advertise. advertise her, and then right before she go on, cut it. Do you know, I got my popcorn and I sat back and watched. So all I know is Hulu didn't fucked up because Hulu cut the, cut the stream right before the barbs was ready to see their queen and the barbs went the fuck off. Black Twitter. Black Twitter was like, here's the number to the to the CEO of Hulu. Here's the cancel their membership. Like Barb's Hulu 
uh, Essence Fest. All three of them were trending. Not for the good, though. They were all trending, being dragged, and it was just a hot-ass mess. Here's what you're not going to do. is getting in between the Barb's and Nicki Minaj. Because that army is, is crazy, crazy as fuck. And I was, I just laughed. I still don't understand. And we never got an explanation of what happened, which is still kind of concerning. But I think it's also weird that Nikki took another hour before she even came on. And so bitches was leaving the, the, the stadium at two in the morning, which I just think is like unacceptable as well. So all I want to say is protect your neck when you're out there. Keep your head on a swivel because it's summertime and bitches is crazy. And when it comes to certain standums, they will fuck you up. Ask Hulu. Raisins in the potato salad. You don't see that every day. So, while we were on vacation mm. um, in Louisiana, mm. we saw the, the city of New Orleans, mm-hmm. beautiful as always. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our, our, one of our party wanted to go on a a tour so we went on a swamp tour and i'm not an outdoors person mm-hmm. but i will say that i had a i had a really good time the the guide was informative he was funny um we saw alligators and raccoons the cute little raccoon family raccoons and you know the swamp was great it was actually cooler than i thought it was going to be um However, <laughs> when you go on these tours, unless you unless you book a private tour, mm-hmm. which that's some, some old coin, we're not trying to splurge like that. Um, but you go on these tours with other like-minded people on vacation. What annoys me are self-centered people. What you so mean? If you are on a swamp tour with, with twenty other people, people that make themselves the center of attention. There was this one lady that just like kept pulling attention from the guide and like he's trying to like talk about the area and the foliage and the animals and the swamp and she just kept keeps making these like jokes and uh talking about things that she did and things that she did on her other vacation and food that she's tried seven times that isn't good and again look (laughs) there's this trend on social media right now where people are like trying culturally diverse foods and then like having like gagging and having these bad reactions to them. And like, that's not necessary. Like keep like, you're entitled to your own opinion, but keep it to yourself. Like, I don't need to know that you tried poi seven times and it was disgusting every single time because maybe you just don't have taste. Number one, because it is, a cultural food that people love and enjoy every single day. So maybe it's not for you. And maybe you don't need to share your opinion because nobody asked for it. I don't remember. We're on a swamp tour in Louisiana. Why are you talking about Hawaiian food? I, mm-hmm. I just hate people that center themselves. And yeah. That, that's what's irked me. Yeah. I mean, I, as the, another participant on that tour, it was very like, I've been around people before where it's like, they have to hear themselves talk. I was trying to enjoy the ambiance, enjoy the outdoors, because first of all, I'm not an outdoors person either, and it was hot and sweaty. So, like, I'm trying to keep my calm and composed self, and here you are, working my nerve, the last one that I got left. And the thing with me is, you don't want to fuck with me when we're in a swamp surrounded by alligators, because, bitch, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to push your asses high. <laughs> so the Lord was working on my, my heart that day, and luckily I didn't lose my patience, and I didn't push her overboard. But she was right behind me and annoying me. And 
everything was about her. And then one of the things that also annoyed me is you are not above the rules. The guy told us when we first got on, hey, people, I'm about to speed it up right here because we're about to go through this other section. Hang on to anything you don't want to lose. Great. Fine. He did it again on the way back on our, as we were finalizing uh, getting back to the to the camp. And he said, hey, we're about to speed up again. So if you don't want to lose nothing, secure it. The half of that was annoying. Both of us lost our sunglasses. Luckily, they didn't fall, or unluckily, they didn't fall out of the boat. But it's like things like that. He's reminding everyone. So that means you included secure your shit. And if you don't, then get out of my face. And I don't want to hear you cry when you lose things. But overall, had a great time at the Swamp Tour. Could have been better with just a few people removed. Right. Um, There's one other thing that uh, irked me this week. Mm -hmm. And that is connecting flights. Why? Um, Because, let me clarify. It's not connecting flights in general. It is connecting flights with short connection times when the airports are miles apart. Oh, because we had a connecting flight on our way back. I forgot, yes. We left Louisiana, and it was already a little dicey because, like, that morning, it, like, torrentially rained. And so we're like, oh, at least our our flight's later in the day. It's not going to be rain. Whatever. So we get to the airport, and for some reason, it's taking them forever to load the plane. So we left late. So then we have a connecting flight in Salt Lake City, and... Our plane lands in Terminal A, but our connecting flight is in Terminal B. And when we land, we are landing 20 minutes before they're starting to board. Mm. So then we make our way off the plane and are like sprinting through the airport. <laughs> I got a sweat, bitch. To get to the other terminal. We do make it, but I'm just like, that shouldn't be a thing. Why is, why is that even a thing? Like, it's stressful. It causes anxiety. It's I'm not. I'm sweaty. Yeah. On my next flight. Yeah. Then like, someone had to go get a drink because they were all um, <laughs> stressed out. Yeah. But thank God we made it. And it's it, yeah. It's I don't understand that either because I feel like most of us that were on that flight were either going to San Diego, San Francisco, or L.A. So my question is, why weren't those three planes close to this? Like, why couldn't that our plane land somewhere near because the lady next to us who was going to San Diego, her her gate was right next to ours. And the other one was right next to ours. So we were all in the same. I was like, hey, girl, because we were all running. Cause we're all, and not to mention, the other thing, planes can't leave at the same time. So Or like fly up because you were in line on the runway, in the jetway. All of ours were boarding at the same time. So we were all like, oh, shit. Because we were like, who can get off first? Like trying to see if we could get off early. Or, you know, please sit down, let us get through real quick. And she was like, oh, mine leaves at the same time. I was like, wait, how does your... And I was like, are you going where we're going? She was like, no, San Diego. So I agree. I think... I mean, I am not... I'm going to be thankful we made it in one piece. I'm looking at overseas or in London and and, uh, and Britain, uh, Great Britain, rather, where they're having all these issues with the planes and they are just canceling flights. So I'm going to thank God that I made it and we're home safe in one piece because if it's canceled, I would have been annoyed and pissed off. So... I can't even imagine. Yep. Well, for me, my Karen of the week, uh, oh, I'm sorry to bring this legend down, but Bette Midler found herself in a kind of spicy situation. 
does she do now? She got a new movie coming out. <laughs> That's what people are saying. They're saying, oh, you just trying to fuck up your, uh, your run for Hocus Pocus, are you not? Bubble, bubble, Betty's in trouble. Recently, she focused on a tweet trying to knock the Supreme Court, but some people are taking it as um, kind of transphobic. So here it is. She said, women of the world, we are being stripped of our name, excuse me, stripped of our rights over our bodies, our lives, and even our name. They don't call us women anymore. They call us birthing people or menstruators and even people with vaginas. Don't let them erase you. Every human on earth owes you. Now, that may be hard to stomach, that little tweet, if that, you know, if that was you. Um, but a lot of people are coming out and saying, what the fuck is wrong with you, girl? Like, here you are outing yourself as a turf in 2022. And not to mention, out of the woodwork now, right? Like I still think it's wrong the way that no, she worded it, because again, you have to think about people in this day and age and how people identify. We, me and T, were just talking yesterday about the young lady on the hill who had to defend Elliot Page and them trying to bring up his dead name. Like, no, like you need to respect people of where they are today and in, in, in not only society, but in their own ident- identity. What frustrated me with this, like, because this was what we were going to talk about yesterday, but we, you know, had some issues recording yesterday and we recorded today. Yeah. So there's a follow up because the bitch then said she had the nerve to re- like clarify. And this is my problem with people. Just, just stop. Just stop. Who, who is your publisher? Like, where is your publisher? Because like your publisher is, is probably just, you know what? I quit. Yeah, because... I always, I always struggle with this because I'm like, if I say something wrong, I'm always like, fuck. I, I would just come out and say, I'm sorry. That's it. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna try to clarify. I did. meant to say no. what I was trying no. to say. No, I, I misspoke. I, I said the wrong thing. I apologize. <sighs> That's all you gotta do. That's it. She came out and said, and this is really long, but the first part, I was like, okay, it's kind of great. She said, "People of the world again." My tweet about women was a response to a fascinating and well-written piece in the New York Times on July 3rd. And she put the little link there. There was no intention of anything exclusionary or transphobic in what I said. It wasn't about that. I was like, Stop there. great. Stop there. But you know how they do threads and you know how you link the yep, tweets yep. together? She said, it was about the same old shit women, all women, have been putting up since the cavemen. Even then, men get top billing. But seriously, folks, if anyone wants to read the tweets, think I have anything but love for any marginalized people, go to Wikipedia and type my name. No, no, no. See, that's where I'm going to stop you right there. That's like saying I have a few black friends. Right. Now you're saying I have a, I have a few trans friends? But here's the thing. She should have stopped where she... I, I told you. It was yeah. great. It because was perfect. Stop there. Because everyone that has female reproductive organs does not identify as a woman. Yep. And, and that, that's where it stops. Period. Yeah. Pe- point blank. Period. She continued to say, because again, digging the... Get the shovel. T, can you grab the shovel for back, please? She said, I fought for marginalized people for as long as I can remember. Still, if you want to dismiss my 60 years of proven love and concern over a tweet that accidentally angered the very people I have supported and adored, so be it. But the truth is, democracy is slipping through the fingers. I'm all in on trying to save democracy for all people. We must unite because in case you haven't been paying attention, divided, we will definitely fall. It sounds to me like you're trying to now play the victim. Like you said some random, some problematic shit and now you're the victim. How does that work? Well, what frustrates me is like, I'll give you, let me, let me give you the merits. I believe, 
I, I, I Googled Wikipedia. I went to Wikipedia and said, let me go. Let me see what you're talking about. Great. I see your record. Um, I'll even maybe go and say, I believe you didn't mean to offend people. But you know what the problem is? You did defend people. And so, all I, again, that first part of the tweet, stop right there. I would have been like, okay, great. Wash wa- my hands, washed and clean. Done. But if you hurt people, and then you, to me, and maybe I'm taking it wrong, but again, we all have opinions, and that's the problem when you put more information out there for people to digest. They're going to digest it in their own way. I felt like you're blaming the people that you offended for being offended. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you cannot tell me what offends me. You can't tell me how to feel. These are my feelings. Right. I'm going to feel in my way. Like, you you can't police how I feel about what you said. You can you can police what you say because they're your words. But you can't tell me how, how to receive them. Right. And I think, too, I think, like you said, I, I personally, I thought, like I said, she started right. But this isn't an apology to the people you hurt. This is a this is a uh, justification to people who are giving you backlash. So you still haven't addressed the people that you offended. You're addressing the people who said you're saying like who took it that way, but you're not speaking to them. You're speaking at them, which I right. think is the problem. And so I think, I, like I said, people. I like to try to give people grace. We, I'm a person who makes mistakes every day, probably twice, three, four, five times, maybe t- seven on Sunday, right? But I think what shows um, Beth's character here, here is how she addressed them. There's no self-reflection. Yeah, and that's what kind of bothered me with this whole thing. And I was, I was really, I feel like uh, Tyra. I was rooting for you, and you failed. Like I don't even know, I don't even know to say you failed. So that's that. Well, let's pivot because I, I would prefer to end on a happier note. Mm. Um, and I just need something sweet to satiate me. I just need a little something sweet. Come with me and baby we'll get it. That coffee and the cream are together. Um, and so I would like to, I have two things that I would like to talk about. Hit me. Um, one of them is that I have, we got back from vacation on Wednesday. Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, midnight. Tuesday. But work, you can say Wednesday, but you can't. We had to go to work on Wednesday. Right? Gotcha. Because we got in at 1 o'clock, and I, yep. had, a, I had a clock in at 6 a.m. Oof, that was not too bright early. Mm-hmm. I was thinking mistakes left and right, because I was sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, in reflection of last week, have what I am calling the Essence Fest Afterglow, because I just feel so inspired. I, I it had so many experiences that I wasn't planning on or looked uh expecting i saw uh not only celebrities but just people speaking power into the the world and like sharing their love and their knowledge with everyone and i am inspired to like finish writing create my own uh, virtual world for the characters in my book and you know generate my own wealth at this point like i before I, i've talked about like i I'm, i grew up poor i've been poor um i work I'm paycheck to paycheck uh i'm i've lived the struggle life gotten to a place where i was I was comfortable left the job that was um 
very lucrative to be change uh, uh, genres and uh, to embrace publishing and you know take taking a, a job that is entry level but i feel more satisfied because i have time to create now um but after this week i just feel like i have so much that i want to do and this the glow of being around all these beautiful black people that have empowered and uh instilled this new uh sense of self-worth and self creativity and a throb a a want to move forward. I am so happy that I took the time to to go to Essence Fest again. Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely echo that. As far as like my happy thing is, I need I need Essence in life, and I need conferences like that to really help rejuvenate who I am as a person and really help to clarify what's important in life. Cause I think during the year I, I, I do get drained. My emotional bank account gets drained and essence is something that deposit every year. When I deposit that check back in, I, I feel like I can conquer whatever that is. Right. And I think for me, the last two years has kind of opened my eyes to kind of like seeing the great resignation, right. And seeing people kind of saying, we're not going to do the same thing anymore. And that's kind of hard for me because I'm, again, a little bit older, right? So uh, I've always talked about how grand, grandma would always be like, you can't switch jobs. You need to stay at one job for a long time. And I'm like, grandma, I've been at this job for 15 years. And I just now I'm leaving to a new job. And she was like, no, you should. And I'm like, girl. And I see the Gen Z switching like handbags, Joe. Right. You you said something left to oh, me. Oh, I'm right. Yep. Uh, you, oh, you don't. I can't. Oh, good. Okay. Today's my last day then. I'm like, what? What you mean? What? what about oh. your two weeks notice? Place. Th- th- that's this a courtesy. It's at will employers. That means I can, you can fire me at will and I can leave at will. Yep. So I think just like seeing all of the people and, and this year was a little different. What I, what I am intrigued, you know, this is my sixth year going. What I'm, in, I'm enjoying about it is the evolution that I've even seen in myself. Um, or evolution in the in the conference itself. Like this year, they actually had a tech summit. Um, they had the film festival, which is like usually they'd have show one or two films, but now they have like a whole like every day there was something for someone if you wanted to do film film festival. They had the men's section, right? Like now, there essence has always been a woman's thing. I always felt out of place because like obviously I would go because I want to be with our people, but you know I'd always see people coupled up. There wasn't this year. I felt like okay, they actually. See, sought out like the Greek organizations to get more men there, so that way the men or the men, um, the men, what is what was it? The men, not the men summit, the men, the men section could actually have thought provoking conversations. Yeah, there was like a pool table uh, games there. The barbershop chair, because I needed an edge up chair. Yes, uh, God. The, like the art exhibit, there was discussions on uh, how to support Black women, uh, family, and. Uh, Equality and just it was great. I yeah, mean, they had they had a bar in their in their in their well, of course, uh, to keep people um, motivated. Yeah, but yeah, it was well thought out, well um, executed, and I look forward to seeing what they have next year. Yeah, that's the thing. I I was really intrigued, and I was telling um, the young lady Don Rashad hosting uh, the the tech summit. I was like, I am so happy, but I'm like. 
And obviously it was the first year. And even she said it when we were talking off to the side. I was like, I can't wait. Yeah, I did. Because I was waiting and there was, I saw her, I said, hey, can I, I was like, because I have always, I think as a, as a tech person, and you've talked about it in your nerd side as well, there's not enough people of color in the nerd space. Like when you think about the Hobbits, when you think about uh, fucking Harry Potter, there's nothing out there mainstream. Like you had Whoopi Goldberg and I forgot who played the original actress on Star Trek, right? You, but there's never like a whole gang of people. It's oh, like Michelle Nichols. Michelle, yeah, you had one person, right? Who's your shero or hero on the black side? But there's never been like, oh, there's never been a Star Trek full of black people that I can think of. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I just don't know it. But it's hard for the nerd community to find space um, without feeling that you're the only one. Like, there's a lot of times, even in my personal life today, I'm the only black person in a room. That's very frustrating, right? Because there's always microaggressions that people don't think about or, or feel when it's like, oh, I like your hair. Luckily, now that you've moved, I've had my hair braided twice now. People are like, oh, wh- oh, what is that? What how, Are those twists? Are those... No, they're just braids. Like, how about you do some research on the Googles, right? Like, they're braids. Like, do, you do the work. Like, why? Like, how long did... Google also, it. Why is this a topic of conversation? I... Did you did you bring the work that you were supposed to do to the <laughs> Thank you. That's all we, we need to do. Done your job. That's all we got to worry about. My hair is not a part of your job. <laughs> that's all we got to worry about, right? Like, but it's you like, ain't making your call. Why, why you, your calls are that? Right. It's like, that's the thing. So it's like, I, 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 I get ex- inspired by seeing young people, because I was always the young person being the geek, taking computers apart. There was nobody else. And it's like, I'm not into... I mean, you've got me into Dungeons and Dragons, but in the past, like, I haven't done, I haven't done uh, Magic the Gathering and things like that. Because to me, not to be funny, they were too white. Because I want, like, Monopoly. I see brothers playing Monopoly, spades, dominoes. I could go in my community and see people playing those. Almost had me in a spades tournament. Now you would have been happy if we would have won a thousand dollars. Now, shoot, that could have came a long way. Um, so yeah, I'm very intrigued to see where that goes. Cause I think three years from now, I, I I'm, I have no doubt it's going to be just as popular as the beauty, as the beauty thing that the women go to, or like, I think both of those two that they, that they added this year, I, I think I, I pray and hope that they I continue. Mean, I am not, I'm, I am not techie at all. I, I took a lot from the tech summit. Yeah. Um, just with them talking about how, um, being in a creative space, if you are a writer or an illustrator or whatever, um, just thinking about creating a virtual reality for your content um, and that being something that you can then monetize. Yep. And I think that that's where it's so interesting to think about where uh, I was just talking with someone how the iPhone is 15 years old, which sounds so weird, but I still have my original iPhone because that one was so beautiful. It was metal. First of all, when I look at it, because I li- literally just looked at it today when I was getting uh, uh, the charger for the camera, it was three, 3.5 inches was the screen, bitch. And I thought, that, I was like, oh, this is not, do you know I cannot use a small iPhone today? <laughs> or I think about like the first one didn't even have an app store. It didn't even have cut and copy and c- copy and paste. And I paid 600, $500, $600 for that phone. And, that, and at that time, that was like the most expensive phone. Now I'm over here paying $2,000 Eighteen hundred dollars well, every month. All you because I am so behind on tech. I I upgrade when you downgrade. Uh, I, uh, that's basically that. I can't. Like, 
But yeah, I I, I, mean, I, I did buy my ultra wide model. You see, and was but wasn't that a great it investment? Was, it was a great investment because it has changed the changed game. my life. I'm trying to tell you, I, when I go to internal office, whenever I travel, I'm like, oh, I want. I'm like, I need an ultra wide because I need three screens. Like you're giving me two, and I need three. And it's like not working for me. But what else you got for me this week? So the last thing that I wanted to talk about that has made me excited uh, is. Mm-hmm. Critical Role is back. Oh, God. Look, it's, they've been on hiatus. <laughs> no, they haven't. They You've been have, watching all no, kinds no, of things. No, it, no. So Critical Role, the uh, campaign three, which is led by the DM, Matt Mercer, has been on hiatus. They have been off for the month. They had, they did have a, um, uh, like a, a mini series, a, a one shot that they- That's what you talked about weeks, last time, right? right? Four weeks in a row, but that was- a That's Critical Role. Different cast of characters, though. Oh, I'm so confused. It, how, what's the, uh, it's the same thing? Isn't it the same world? It's, Technically, the same world. Okay. But like the the one shot, the four episodes was a, a prequel of sorts. Okay. So it, it it happened before the Critical Role story. Right. Got before it. Before the events of Campaign One. Oh. And so, now you on three. Like now I'm on Campaign Three. Campaign Three is back, and I, I am an episode, an episode behind. Get your life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I plan on catching up this weekend into next weekend to be ready for next week's episode. Uh, I don't remember that. On Thursday. On Thursday. Um, but yeah, I am living my life and loving everything D and D and Critical Role. That is amazing. Well, I know when I know when you get in your nerd bag, bitch. I, do not cross his threshold because he is focused on looking at all the details of what's happening on the screen and having an emotional reaction to it in some I mean, form or way. I get in because the the first fifteen minutes of the calamity, I, I bitch, I was going through it. You was in your feelings. Three hours of the fourth episode of the calamity, I cried the whole time. Mm-mm, I cannot. But that is all that I have for this week. Um, I feel like uh bitches get ready, protect your wigs. July twenty seventh, you're gonna hear me talking about it from here on out. Beyonce's coming. So get your wigs. They gonna be you're, you're about to be bald. So, you know, just get them out of storage. Get the Christmas ones. Yeah, she's gonna snatch them. So just be, just get them ready, get them pressed. Have some backups because it's coming. Because I still listen to Break My Soul. I've seen so many TikToks about like different dances, different renditions. Um, and I'm just intrigued to see what's coming from, from my queen. I've seen all the other queens come out. Now move out of the way for the real queen. About to give it to all right, Barb's. Y'all ain't ready. <laughs> well, with that, I'll see you next week, bitch. All right, bitch. <laughs> well, thank y'all for joining us for another episode of Come to the Cookout. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at come to the cookout. If you have any questions, you can email us at come to the cookout at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tizon Van Cleef. That's T-I-Z-O-M-V-A-N-C-L-I-E-F. How about you, Brooklyn? And you can find me on all socials at Brooklyn, like the city, Gabbana, like the designer. You are always invited to our cookout. Now y'all come back now, you hear?